0: Good evening and welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, welcome to Roots Music Southern Style. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Tonight's program is
1: a momentous occasion because it marks the beginning of Red Barn Radio's third decade of producing this weekly broadcast of uniquely American music. Rooted in the southern United States, Red Barn Radio is and always has been staged in Lexington, a city in the heart of Kentucky, a state with its own rich musical history. Red Barn Radio has produced nearly 750 programs since we started in 2002. Great music, yes, talent, yes, but so much more. We urge our guests to make the joyful music noise to their heart's content, but we also give them time to tell us about themselves, not just about their latest CD, who they've opened for, and where they're playing next, but instead about where the music comes from, how place and family factors into the sounds they've chosen, about how they've written and played themselves through the best and worst of times. This is Red Barn Radio and how we do what we do. Tonight, on this beginning night of our 20th season, we tip our hats to, first, Red Barn Radio founder and producer, Mr. Ed Commons. Ed's vision and collaborative spirit has allowed this program to grow and flourish through changing times. He's a great leader, a great educator, a terrific mentor. We also nod to our great staff, Mr. Matt Flores, who co-produces the show, who is master of all things sound. John Burke, recently promoted to floor manager with the departure of longtime friend Adam Schrodinger. We nod to Kate Heinen, who assists with all manner of Red Barn matters, from social media to video production. And finally, Eric Daher, who is instrumental in helping us leap confidently over the technical hurdles which are just a part of this game. Now, before we introduce some very special performers, we have an honorable guest this evening to help us launch this 20th broadcast season. Folks, welcome Amy Sweetall, president and CEO of LexArts. Hey, Amy.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I I so appreciate you inviting me to be here. Uh, We are just so honored and uh, excited about the Red Barn Radio 20th season. What a huge milestone for our city, our arts sector, our country, and our world to have this treasure right here in Lexington, Kentucky. LexArts uh, has been around now almost 50 years, so we as well are celebrating a really huge milestone in celebration. Enjoy. I love this season. I love to be here. I hope that everyone will enjoy this as much as I do every week, see, be getting able to see Red Barn Radio. Thank Thanks
1: you. so much, Amy. I, too, am thrilled to be part of the milestone tonight's program represents, Uh, I'm Brad Becker. I've hosted and co-produced Red Barn Radio for 18 years, or 600 and some weekly shows. Tonight, we welcome you to show number 746, John. (laughs) And our first guest for season 20, and another reason to celebrate, is Johnson City, Tennessee-based band, Bill and the Bells. Welcome, Bill and the Bells, to the Red Barn stage. Our guests for this first show of season 20 are some musicians we have really been looking forward to meeting for months. This East Tennessee-based group plays a wonderful mix of old-time bluegrass and swing, primarily focused on the sounds of American music in the period prior to World War II. Chris Trulson, the Bill of the Bells, was raised in the mountains of Colorado and rambled from state to state before finding his home in the South, where he studied music at ETSU, East Tennessee State. He hosts the newly revived Farm and Fun Time program, a terrific hearkening back to the days of classic live radio featuring today's top traditional country, bluegrass, and old-time artists. Staged in Bristol, Virginia, the birthplace of country music, Farm and Fun Time is viewed by millions throughout the South. Chris is joined by two outstanding players. Kalia Yeagle grew up in Alaska. She plays fiddle. After high school, she moved to Poughkeepsie, New York to attend Vassar College and then to Johnson City, Tennessee to attend East Tennessee State University where she immersed herself in old-time music and now teaches old-time music. Singer and multi-instrumentalist Aidan Van Sudendale banjo, vocal, and ukulele. She grew up in a musical family in South Florida, was an English major at Denison University in Granville, Ohio, and later moved to Nashville, where she lives today. Aiden is the newest member of Bill and the Bells and brings her many talents to this terrific trio of players. Get ready for a show to remember, folks. We got Bill and the Bells on the Red Barn stage.
3: Walking in the sunshine, singing. That's all Whether the weather be rain or snow, Britain.
1: Are thrilled to have with us this evening, Bill and the Bells. They have received accolades from Rolling Stone and IBMA. They've toured extensively in and out of the U.S. They teach. Happy Again is their latest CD. Happy Again marks a new chapter for the group by featuring 11 all original songs penned by founding member Chris Trulson. Chris, your songs sort of hit me the way that Loudon Wainwright tunes hit me it's like you i've never found sadder songs funnier
4: that's a nice comparison i appreciate that, that <laughs> is awesome
1: it sounds like your life became a little chaotic relatively void of joy and you decided that naming some of your chaos in your songs was a way to sort of get over that hump yeah is that what happens? i mean
4: we all have ups we all have downs and indeed uh songwriting's an amazing cathartic thing to do i feel amazingly grateful that i can get my thoughts down on paper and turn them into something other than like terrible dark cloud thoughts. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, gift. With this record in particular, I was going through a lot of hardships at the time. It made touring hard, it made mu- put music uh, hard and, and difficult to, it was a big struggle, but like as I was kind of working through some of the stuff I was going through this creative outpouring of, of energy and music and as I was doing that uh, things sort of brightened up and and was really happy to get it out of my system. And I think I did it, hopefully, I I did it in a way that people can relate with but also find joy in in some of that darkness and and kind of poking fun at it because, I mean, life doesn't have to be that serious. I have a tendency to think that it's way too serious all the time. So I think sometimes my songwriting combats that a little bit.
1: Who helped you put this record together
4: teddy thompson is the fella who produced the record he's got a lot of ties
1: with the wayne well,
4: his and, dad right yeah his dad and, right? and richard thompson right teddy helped us with the production of the record and really helped us to hone in on kind of some of the new directions that we were going in as a band you know we started out with the foundation of, of string band music and that's really what we love and where we started as a band but we've Been trying to venture out into new directions to sort of carry on traditions and and sort of morph and shape traditions a little bit. And so he helped us with harnessing kind of some of those like 60s pop vibes and stuff. And a lot Mm. of the backup vocals that we do uh, that Kalia and I arrange really have that sort of feel to them a little bit. He really helped us with this idea of how do we make it sound kind of an homage to that but uniquely our own.
3: me each day, now I am lonesome, lost in the days, and she's gone, she's gone away, I used to walk tall, I had a skip in my step. By me. Not I'll never be happy again. Oh, no, I'll never be happy again.
1: How about the vocal arrangement? How does that play out? Kalia, I somewhere got the impression that you like to have your hands heavy in the vocal arrangement.
5: Kind of my greatest joy in working with this band, I think, is all the vocal work that we do. And that's a big part of how this band came to exist in the first place, as we were just really relishing the feeling of singing in three-part harmony and wanted to give ourselves more room to explore that, especially as it applied to kind of the early world of country music. So yeah, I love having my hands (laughs) in that uh, part of the process. We all definitely have ideas. And have continued to explore over the years about what sounds to use and ways to use our voices, and how to, like Chris was saying, remain like in paying homage to that early world of country and early American pop music while Mm -hmm. exploring some of the more playful and punchy vocal styles that come from, especially the 60s.
1: Yeah, I really like what's said on the website, which is that it says Bill and the Bells have always been interested in exploring the sounds between rural and urban music between vaudeville and down-home roots. Do you like like the nasty of the city and the sort of quaint and campy of the rural and seeing how those bounce off of each other is that sort of what this is about
5: totally and that's remained true i think throughout this band's history and is still true very much it's interesting because that same description could apply to our earliest material as well which was very much rooted in like you said kind of the pre-war repertoire early pop music but at that time i think we were especially invested in this idea of reminding people just how diverse country music used to be in sounds. Uh, You know, it used to encapsulate all of those sounds, because record companies back in the day, right, who were trying to sell records, were capturing sounds of the self. All of this repertoire from the cities was making its way into the mountains, and the music of the mountains was making its way into the cities and all across the nation. So it was this just churning, exciting time in music history. Originally, we were really taking a stab at capturing that idea, and I think we've just carried that idea of the the mixing and the churning and the exploration uh, up to what we're doing now which is almost entirely original music.
1: you tell us how it is that you arrived at this name that the band name given that chris your name isn't bill and yeah. i don't know any women who like to be called bells
4: yeah that's a good point the name sort of happened uh kind of on a whim where you know listening to all these old records and listening to a lot of uh obscure cuts from the 20s and stuff mm. We wanted to sort of pay tribute to our region and, like, the Tri-Cities specifically where we live in East Tennessee. And there was this record that uh, was incorporated on the Harry Smith Folk An- Anthology, which you might know, um, that really helped to set the folk revival going, but a Bill and Bell Reed record, The Old Lady and the Devil which is just like a pretty great old classic song and they were from Johnson City so we thought Ah, Bill and the Bells it's a nice play on kind of the old weird America that people used to talk about with the obscurity of kind of folk musicians of that time that actually recorded uh, just a few commercial recordings and many of them are amazing amazing records yeah so that's that's where that came from and now I answer to Bill so and, uh, yeah, we all answered the bill. <laughs> Our heads will turn. Um, so, yeah, we really dug a hole for, for that one.
3: Waiting down at the station Just about a quarter to five Wondering if the bus will ever make it How come it never seemed to run on time tired of this old city I'm so tired I'm losing my mind as soon as he takes my ticket, Lord I'm gonna leave it all behind That'll be just fine by me I mean Sweet mama, I'm gone Yes, I'm traveling on By me, that'll be just fine. By me, I mean, one thing's for sure you'll never see me no more. That'll be just fine by me. of opposing to the
4: play you a rip-roaring fiddle tune here. We've got Kalia Yegel here on the fiddle, one of the best fiddlers I know of. Uh, we're so happy to not only be playing with her, but just to know her and to have her in the band is incredible. Uh, you've already heard her playing, and she's going to rip into one here in a minute. First, give her another round of applause. Thank you. Uh.
0: Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio Roots Music, Southern Style We'll be right back Welcome back This is Red Barn Radio recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky Red Barn Radio Roots Music, Southern Style
6: I
1: Nice to have you here.
2: Thanks a bunch for having us. Yeah. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, well, you're the newest member.
2: Yes, I am. Tell
1: us how you found these guys.
2: Gosh, well, it was a real joy to find this band in the middle of the pandemic. So it was through mutual friends and I think also the wonderful invention of social media that Uh we stumbled across each other. Yeah, and really just brought such a, a brightness to my life during that very boring period of, you know, not being able to do anything and being stuck inside the house. I got all this great new material to learn.
1: You grew up in Florida, but you went to Denison. I did, yeah. And you majored there in English. Did you also go there because they have some traditional music there?
2: Yeah, well first of all, I moved to Ohio for the great weather. Um, Oh, (laughs) right. I moved to Ohio from Florida, which is backwards. Yeah, Denison has a really great uh, bluegrass program uh, that started back in around 2000, and it's, it's small but mighty. There's some really great instructors. Adam Schlenker, a, a wonderful flat picker uh, guitar player, uh, is kind of leading the program right now and giving all this great expertise to all the students. And Ohio's a surprising hotbed of, of great bluegrass music.
1: Would you have gone to study English at Denison had they not also had a traditional music program?
2: Yeah, I went to Denison really because of the bluegrass program. I actually started out a pre-med chemistry major and then decided that my labs were taking up too much of my banjo time. Uh And so the only thing I could major in uh, that late in my college career, I was like, okay, I took some English classes. I can scrape by with that and still have enough time to play banjo. So I minored in bluegrass and majored in English poetry.
1: Do you live in Nashville now? I
2: do, yeah. And what are you
1: doing down there day to day?
2: Lots to do. I mean... Not as much with you know things being a little quieter right now still, sure. but um, I love living in Nashville. Lots of great old-time folks and bluegrass folks and people opening my eyes to even things outside of bluegrass and old-time, which I never thought I would venture into.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Do you have some other projects that you work on also down mm, there? Or? Not
2: currently, no. I've actually spent the summer up at my family's farm in West Virginia, so I've been hermiting out there for a little while. Oh, all right. Yeah. Christmas right. tree farm.
1: Ooh. So, wow. Where in West yeah. Virginia?
2: Pipestem, a little town called Pipestem, in the very southern part of West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
7: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Do you remember, sweetheart, the day that we met? The sun it was shining. There you were smiling memory I won't soon forget you were my dream oh so it seems now that I'm leaving I'd like for you to know oh I still love you and only Think of you life will go on. I suppose you were untrue, and now we're through. I'll never get along with you. I don't believe a word you tell me. You never do the things that you say you'll do, sweetheart. Try to understand I just can't
1: And Leah, I know you're always asked about Alaska because that's where you're from. I'm just wondering, like, can a grizzly bear really tear a door off your car?
5: Tis the question, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. You know, grizzly bears can probably do just about anything they set their mind to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're powerful creatures. (laughs) I will say it was so refreshing when I moved out of Alaska for the first time. To realize that when you walk out a door, like you don't have to look both ways to check for moose or bears. Like that was uh-huh. revolutionary to me. Well, it's just habit, it's just what you do. Um, uh, crazy. yeah, so I'm still kind of relishing that feeling of not having major predators around all the time.
1: That's uh-huh. great. <laughs> <laughs> How'd your family end up there?
5: Yeah, I was born and raised there. Um, my dad also grew up there. my mom moved up there in her twenties, kind of the spirit of adventure and so, to uh, a job a city? on the slope. In Anchorage, Alaska, okay, yeah. yeah, the big the big metropolis of Anchorage, where like half of the state's population lives, I think.
1: Huh. Yeah. It was just adventure that g- took your family took up there. My,
5: um, I mean, I think a lot of folks at that time, right, were moving up to Alaska a little bit out of a. Uh, I think it was a lot of young folks that had the urge to adventure and be outside and just give it a go. Industry, I think, was creating a lot of accessible jobs for young people um, at that time. But yeah, it's my home place. It's where yeah where I grew up. Uh, yeah, my father still lives up there, and I've been trying to figure out a way to get the band up there. It's bound to happen one of these days. I'm committed.
1: They have an old-time scene in the old-time festival up in Anchorage?
5: They do. There's a really thriving acoustic music scene in Alaska in general, actually. Like, it's, what's
1: it like? Like, give us some idea. Like, sure. I don't know any Alaska fiddlers.
5: <laughs> yeah, persons. have you heard of an artist named, other than uh, you. named Jewel? Uh, she's from Alaska. Oh, i <laughs> uh, heard no, of her, There's her, a lot yeah. of other great musicians that come from Alaska. And I think part of... What makes the scene there so special is that a lot of folks have moved there from elsewhere, and they bring their music culture with them, right? Mm. So kind of the folk music scene is is very multifaceted. And I took that for granted, uh, I think, growing up. It wasn't until I moved out of state that I realized how special that was, kind of like the moose and the bears around all the time. But if you grew up playing oh. fiddle... You're going to learn some Irish tunes and some French-Canadian tunes and yeah. some swing tunes and some bluegrass and some old time, and it's a, it's a cool mix.
1: Hmm. And you ended up then going to Vassar. Yeah, Is that right?
5: that's where I went to college. Yeah. yeah,
1: and after Vassar, you ended up going down to ETSU to further study your instrument?
5: Um, well... Kind of, yeah. Honestly, I, I was one of those people. I don't know about anybody else in this room, but I graduated college and didn't know what the heck I was going to do with my life. And they had just created uh-huh. a, a one-year graduate program at ETSU in Appalachian Studies, so that was kind of their first foray into that. And Chris and I met. We were both part of the first, the first class there. It blossomed into a full master's degree, and I stuck around to, to finish that up.
1: All right. And then they got you to come back.
5: They sure did. To
1: yeah. teach. And how long have you been teaching there?
5: Yeah, this is my third year as a full-time faculty member, and I was an adjunct there, I think, for a few years before that. I once knew
3: a man named Barnacle Bill. He'd be swimming in the ocean for a thrill. But his plans got derailed the day he bumped into a big old whale. said Bill what you doing man if I had arms like you I'd be back on land drinking from aluminum cans I'd be a good time be a drinking man Bye, bye 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 Bill Bill asked the whale there's beer in the sea the whale said hiccup shouted with glee, been drinking since I was three Give me a can and I'll prove it to thee He swam to the shore to get the whale a beer He was nervous, he was shaking He was trembling with fear If the whale didn't like Bell's drink To the bottom of the ocean he'd sing Bye, bye, bye
6: Bye, bye, beer
3: I'm
1: talk about the birthplace of country music uh, museum because that's your employer when i talked with you on the phone the other day i said so what do you got going on and you're, you're like well I, I got a bunch of phone calls to make and i got some letters to do and i got a bunch of meetings and oh yeah so what are all the things oh, they have Lord. you doing up there you
4: wouldn't you wouldn't imagine how many meetings you can have over country music but you can have a lot right. of meetings <laughs> um well i i'm a program director for a radio station okay. that's housed within the birthplace of country music. I started as an intern there when I was in grad school and that was before the museum had opened and we had all this beautiful equipment that was donated to the museum um, that was historic artifacts around regional radio and so we had the idea of getting all those repurposed uh, so we could actually turn it into a small community radio station which flash forward six years later it's a it's become kind of a staple in, in the area, and uh, it really is a community station. It's all uh, volunteer-driven. Lots of uh, musicians have shows on, on the station, and uh, it's, I'm really proud of it. It's been, it's been a huge, huge undertaking. It's really been effective in offering a platform and a voice to some of the great music that we have in the region, which... Mm-hmm. Prior to that, there really weren't that many outlets um, that were reaching kind of outside of the region. And with Radio Bristol, we've successfully done that, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so you've been there for six, seven, eight years? I
4: think I'm coming in to uh, six years. Yeah, like right over, maybe almost seven.
1: All right. Long time. uh, So back in the 40s and 50s, WCYB radio uh, broadcast a program that helped grow careers of important people like Stanley Brothers and Flatten and & Scruggs and Jim and Jesse. Could you tell folks about that program and, yeah. and what you have done to revive that? Sure. It's called Farm and Fun Time and
4: yeah, pretty much all the first generation bluegrass kind of heavyweights started on that show before they went elsewhere. They started in Bristol and it was a really big deal in the region from the 40s into the 60s. When Radio Bristol kind of started to develop the first show I wanted to do was to revive farm and fun time and bring it back so we did we put kind of a new coat of wax on it and now have sort of a contemporary version of that show where we not only have a bunch of musicians that come through and are on it but also we highlight farmers of the region we highlight Appalachian culture as a whole through storytelling through uh, heirloom recipes all sorts of cool stuff that was the first launch program at Radio Bristol and six years later it's become a PBS television show and wow. this year we're shooting for national syndication with it um, so it's pretty cool we have a little theater there so we've got about a hundred people who can come and see the show every month well
3: the night was dark and dreary and the air cold as sleet old man stood out in the field had his shoes all full of feet well it ain't going I went to see Miss Sally And I sat down under a stove I sat down on a red-hot stove sand
1: And the Bells are the house band for the program. We are. We
4: do a bunch of jingles, and we're there every month hanging out, hosting, and trying to not let things fall apart. So we do like a lot of jingles and segments in between um, when artists are switching, and and we always play a few songs. I write a jingle or two every month for sponsors and for uh, storytellers and that sort of thing, Uh which can really make me sweat um, because we'll sometimes... Finish a jingle like the night before and then have to perform it the next day, mm. which can be kind of intense.
1: So would I put you on the spot to ask you to like to do one of those examples? Yeah, we we'll, example? do, we'll, we'll do one, sure. Could you do one of those? Cool.
4: This is a song about uh, an establishment in southwest Virginia right off the Lee Highway. Sixth generation owners of a place called <laughs> Dip Dog. It's not a corn dog. Don't ever go there and call it a corn dog. They'll kick you to the curb. But go and order a dip dog. You'll love it. And tell them you heard this song and uh, tell them that that they should give us free dip dogs for life.
3: Simple.
1: Before we close uh, this evening we want to dedicate this first show of our new season to a dear friend who passed away this year an extraordinarily talented and most affable and dear man Tom Brown was the voice of the Red Barn Radio broadcast for 19 years we know he's listening tonight and we close this evening's program with a musical outro from superstar picker Eddie Pennington and finally with words from our dear departed friend Tom Brown I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio,
0: Tom Brown. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of The Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at WookoutAmerica.com. Red Barn Radio, roots music Southern style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps.
1: Well, there's so many people to thank for our program. First, uh, Bill and the Bells, our guest this evening. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now I wonder if everyone would like to hear another number from Bill and the Bells, because I would. All right.
4: I think we can do that. You got something? Yeah, we got it.
3: We got Go a Shuck, 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 baby, shuck all night. Corn shuck daddy shucks his corn just right. Shuck, 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 tell the ain't I left. Corn shucking daddy shucks the best. He might be shucking in a barn. He could be shucking on the street. Could be shucking on the mountain. He might be shucking on the beach. Could be shucking anywhere. So be for one. Corn shucking daddy loves to shuck corn. Shuck, 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 baby, shuck all night Corn shuckin' daddy loves to shuck it right He's a shuck, 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 shuckin' corn his fun Shucking his corn till the shuckin's done diddly bit did baby bit did Shuck, 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 baby, shuck all night Shucking daddy shucks his corn just right. Shuck, 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 till there ain't none left. Corn shucking daddy shucks beds. He might be shucking in his hat. He might be shucking in his boots. He might be shucking in his underwear. Could be shucking in a suit. Could be shucking anywhere That Corn shucking fool would be happy to shuck for you. Shuck, 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 baby, shuck all night. Corn shucking daddy loves to shuck it right. He's to shuck, 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 shucking chuck, corn is fun. Shucking his corn till the shucking's done. Diddly, did be done.
4: The corn sucking song.
0: <laughs> Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio LLC. <laughs>